What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Barbell Talk podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Justin. Join us each week as we discuss all things fitness, training, and nutrition in the world of strength and conditioning. You can find us on Instagram at barbell underscore talk underscore pod. And now, let's get into the episode. (sighs) Take four of episode 10 of the Barbell Talk podcast is happening now. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. It's Saturday. It's weird. I'm, 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 I'm just this unsure is, of what's actually happening. And we're being serious when this is attempt four. Yeah, no, the attempt's actual four. First attempt took 10 seconds to realize it was messed up. Second attempt, uh, how long did we eight, go? Eight, eight minutes. And a half minutes. <laughs> um, third one. A minute and a half. A minute and a half. And, and here we are. Dang it. Attempt four. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> we're now 45 seconds in. Approximately thirty-seven, but yeah. thirty-seven seconds in. So here any, we go. Anyway, Off to the races. Anyway, back back to our originally scheduled content of not having anything to talk about. We are so happy that you guys have been listening for ten weeks with us. Um, yeah, my excitement kind of died down after the yeah. Uh, me too. <laughs> the, I got third, hungry third and attempt. But so hopefully uh, you've listened to all now ten episodes. If you haven't, feel free to go back and listen. Yes. Um, feel free to check us out on YouTube now. You can see us. Uh, we've we're kind of playing with the background. Yes. Currently nothing. Some horrible lighting right now. Um, but it's okay. It's, but we'll get it worked out. All right. You know uh, what? You know what's great about this podcast? It's it's the process of starting in the gym for anyone. It's messy. Yes. You're unsure of what to do. You you go in and for some reason you can't hear anything or the sounding. Yeah. The, the sound yeah. is messed up, and and you know what? You come back the next day, and, and you do it all over again, and you get a little bit better. And we could hire a audio and visual person, such as a performance coach. Yeah, but we're, we're not. We're doing it on our own. Okay. <laughs> and so. By broke, I mean independent. Yeah. No, it's just us. Yep. All right. But. So as we were discussing on take two that nobody knows about. Nick, could you please fill us in on any news that is happening in the strength, conditioning, nutrition world? Um, I don't know if this is current news, but I did read a uh, a recent study talking about creatine use. Um, and for those of you that are living under a rock, there is a <laughs> there's an energy drink called, called you uh, <laughs> just attacked our viewers. Our... They, they might not be living under a rock. You guys probably know what Bang is. Anyways, it's an energy drink or a pre workout drink. Um, that promotes, no, advertises that it contains super creatine. I didn't put the quotes around that time. I take creatine, yes. not super creatine. Yeah, what is super creatine? Well, it turns out that super creatine is creatinol-L-leucine, which, you know, I really don't know much more than that, but it is a just a type of creatine. And the study, which was a double-blind, randomized, controlled trial study, which means it's top of the top. Double uh, blind. Very legit. Nobody knows what's happening. Researchers or people. Um, randomized. Everyone's randomized. So, and then controlled. There's a control group. Bam. Bada bing, bada boom. You learned something today, hopefully. Um, Follow us on Instagram. But <laughs> in this study, one group was given creatine monohydrate. Another group was given the super creatine from the bang, creatinyl L-leucine. And another group was given nothing. And they wanted to see... Uh, which group put on like the most muscle? You know, had the had the best results in the gym. It was about Games. like a two or three week, two or week, two or three week uh, study. It turns out that creatine monohydrate is still king. Creatinyl L dash leucine is a loser. So good and does nothing. 
just like the control group. So I'm good with what I've been doing? I guess so. I don't have to switch to drinking three bangs a day? No, preferably not. Oh. One, because of the amount of caffeine. No one needs that much caffeine. Um, two, it's a waste of money. Probably doesn't even taste that good. Um, that's bangs? just that's just me hating on bangs. But In if- my opinion, I feel like of all the supplements out there, all of them, all the energy drinks, all the creatines, I feel like bang, bang is like the Walmart of them all. Yeah. It's like basically generic, easy to get, readily available, cheap, yeah. and not that good for you. Yeah. It's basically C4 in a in a new dress. <laughs> Which is older, C4 or Bang? C4. C4's been around is it? for a while, yeah. Bang's like newish. Um but anyway. Talking about the explosive? <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. What? <laughs> What's happening? You said C four. Yeah. The military uses C four. Oh, okay. Bad joke. Um, anyways, uh-huh. if your if your main intention behind Bang is a pre workout supplement, it's okay because it has a lot of um, caffeine. If your intention behind Bang is your main source of creatine consumption, you are doing it wrong. Five milligrams a day of creatine monohydrate is going to do the job. And although I'm not a registered dietitian, I believe that creatine monohydrate is completely safe for. Um, kids under 18. I know it has a warning, but that's just them covering their butt. But again, consult your doctor if you have any uh, worries or you know any you know previous bad things that have happened to you. You know how I know you're not a registered dietitian? How? Because when I asked you how much creatine I should be taking, you told me I need to take one gram per kilogram of body weight, <laughs> which would be the entire <laughs> container. <laughs> 30, 30 servings. <laughs> An entire month supply. That would, been, that would have been a hell of a pump. <laughs> Dude, I think I would have ended up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get liver failure. <laughs> Not from five milligrams a day. But uh, back to the caffeine. We did do a whole episode on pre-workout and caffeine, if you want to check that out. Was um, it a whole episode or was it a question? Oh, it was a question. That's yeah, right. Question. In, I think, the first Q&A. Yes. Um, Q&A numero but, uno. But a little bit about myself with the caffeine. I said about Here we go. how I like the... the uh, I like taking pre-workout, but yeah. um, I think I might have mentioned, I know I've told you on the side, that the one I like was out of stock for a while, and it's finally back. <gasps> and man, did that What's hit me hard. Uh, it's called Greatness. <laughs> greatness. Huh? Yeah. And it was the, I believe it's the beta alanine that causes that fuzzy feeling. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I took it, and I was walking on the treadmill. I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Time to go lift. And I was awake. Yeah. Nice. It was. It doesn't have the caffeine. Is that when you deadlifted five hundred pounds? No, that was yesterday. But I did. I did take pre workout. Nice. Justin deadlifted five hundred pounds. It's pretty crazy. I did, and then I hit a vert, vertical jump PR of thirty point two inches. Big man is flying. Yes, I've shocked the world. Yeah, literally and figuratively. Yeah, like the floor rattled when you landed. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Walk right into that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think we, just for topic today, we kind of wanted to cover, it's kind of a quick topic, but uh, a lot of people are getting into their fall seasons. Fall seasons. Such as, what sports? Such as? Football. Football. Field hockey. Uh, football. Soccer. Uh, volleyball for women's. Yep. What else? Golf is year round. Golf. Tennis. Um, cross country. Anything else? Hmm. That might be it. Mini golf. We're leaving. No, mini golf's ending. <laughs> it's pronounced putt putt. Putt putt. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, we wanted to discuss uh, dynamic warm up for di- putt putt. Yeah, dynamic warm up <laughs> for pregame. So normally when you go into the gym, we did a whole episode on warming up, warming up and going into the gym. Um, but usually it's a little different atmosphere, a little more adrenaline going on, um, a little more. Took a lot of pre-workout. Yeah. Way I, too much creatine. I forget. I think uh, I have shown up to a tournament with a kid before, and he's like, yeah, I just took two scoops of pre-workout. Like, Dry scoop. T- to go play eight hours of games. Like, why? What kind of games? Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> Was it really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh I'll let you get into some well, specific well, warm ups. But I, have to do but I, I said, I'd, hold on, let me finish. I'll let you get into some work, uh, warm ups that you have. But personally, when I, growing up playing baseball, I, um, like our warm up was static stretching, mm-hmm. which is not good. We've discussed this. We stood in a circle and we stretched our shoulders, legs, all like for 10 seconds each and nice. then stood around in a circle. And now that I know, know that was setting us up for failure. Yeah. So that is something you don't want to do. And it's very common of among all sports. Well, so, yes, I agree. I, I think static stretching by itself is a is bad. But if you static stretch and then go into your dynamic warm-up, um, you're going to find, like, that the static stretching is kind of, like, nulled at that point. Yeah, like, because you, you're you making that progression. Them. As yeah. long as you're not, like, holding static stretches for, like, 60 to 90 seconds each you're going to be fine if it's like 10 seconds but then you do an actual good like dynamic pre-game yeah. warm-up um you'll be fine so because um stretching does help with like injury prevention and everything like that a lot of people have like those tight hamstrings and like to add to the warm-up portion like we've said in lifting if you're going to do a 500 pound deadlift i don't go right to 500 i warm up that's not what we're talking about here we're not talking about like um taking reps um I don't know, like on the volleyball court or mm-hmm. uh, when your team is practicing uh, the individual plays. That's not the more we're talking about. We're talking about as a team or personally, mm-hmm. such as some well, examples. Well, so the one that I did for the E-Town uh, volleyball team, um, go Jays, uh, <laughs> um, is kind of like it has a little bit of stretching in it just to kind of get um, – just to get the like a little bit of blood flowing, like get some soreness out and everything, but it's it's very range of motion type dominant. So you know it starts with a like an ankle cradle. So you're you're brace you're basically doing like a, a hip stretch, and then you step that into a single leg RDL for a little bit of that active hamstring stretch. Right, the the hamstring is is firing because it's it's providing the movement, it's providing stability, but it's also getting a little bit of a stretch as well. Um, and then you go into like a lateral lunge. Um, and after the lateral lunge, you try to get like nice and deep in the lateral lunge and then you stand back up and then you touch your toes while your feet are still spread. So you're getting a little bit of an adductor stretch in there as well. Um, and then the last one after that is more of an active range of motion um, type drill. It's uh, over the hurdle, under the hurdle. So you, you imagine like there's a, a big hurdle into it. You come up to it um, like you are parallel with the hurdle. So like if the hurdle, how do I describe this? Right, so if you see me on YouTube, right, so say you would get... Barbell jump. Talk uh, podcast on yeah, YouTube, yeah. check us out. So I, I'm basically standing next to the hurdle, um, kind of facing it the same way, but like I'm stepping over the hurdle, I, I would step over the hurdle, like with both legs, and then like another hurdle would be set up and you would step under that hurdle. Sometimes over the gate, under the gate is what people call them. 
Yeah, yeah. So like this, yeah. So well, this one's a, a little bit different because you're getting like the squat in there too. So you're squatting down as you're going under the hurdle, and you're taking a big step out with your lead leg mm-hmm. in that same squat. So you're um you're kind of getting like a nice like deep squat with your legs a little bit wider and everything. All right. Um, and then it's just you know fast high knees, fast butt kicks, but butt kicks um are changed to like the track type butt kicks, which is where you're really just bringing your heel up to your butt. You're not kicking your butt. Um per se, but you're trying to bring that, it's almost, it looks like a high knees, but you're really trying to force your heel into your, up to your butt. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. But you're doing that quick. Um, and then from there, karaoke, karaoke, uh, you know, however you determine to pronounce it, but getting a little bit of that, that hip motion in there, um, at an active level and then a 45 degree, um, leap to a stick in the landing on one leg, uh, just a little bit of injury prevention, pogo hops, and single leg pogo hops for ankle, Achilles tendon, calf um, elasticity, as well as um, crap, what's the word? Elasticity, as well as dang it. Anyway, um, just having a blank there on the word. But pogo hops are great. Everyone hates doing them, but they're 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 really good for your ankles, especially in like a jumping sport or a running sport. And then you end with just two sprints, like full out ten yards. Okay. So I was, as you were saying all those, I was thinking there was a decent amount of jumping or about a third of them were jumping ones. So mm-hmm. would you say this is a, could be blanketed to all sports such as football or baseball? I think so. I mean, if you, if you think about jumping, it's besides sprinting, probably one of the most explosive movements we can do. Um, this is, I know for this one, you want to especially get the jumping cause you were focused on volleyball. Well, I mean, Yes and no. I wasn't necessarily focused on the sport. I was just focused on their muscles, um, just being explosive and 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 being used to that kind of those kind of movements. Because even in sports that there's no jumping, like field hockey, you're still you're still sprinting, you're still decelerating. So the body needs to be, I guess, used to those movements while it's warming up. Plus, it gets the blood flowing. Um, it's not that demanding on your central nervous system. So, like you'll be huffing and puffing, but you're fired up, like ready to go. So the the jumping wasn't intended to be volleyball specific, besides the forty five degree like hop, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, that can transfer to baseball, soccer, field hockey, really anything. So, okay. So, is there anything after that that would be more sports specific that you would do? No, because after that, then you get right into basically your pregame what we were saying. Like routine, like okay. of what you, of what you're doing with your sports. So, like in volleyball, it's like peppering and everything, yep. or, or getting into some of the drills. So, okay, like, you know, it's short and sweet. Takes about five to seven minutes, um, and you know, it, like I said, it gets the body gets the body moving a little bit. It has you moving in all three planes of motion, right? You get frontal, uh, sagittal, and transverse. You get the transverse with the karaoke. And everything, so you're really hitting, you know, all three ways that we move and how you shouldn't be moving in sport. But you know, it's not going to tire you out. It looks like it would, but it really just kind of primes your body to to get going. All right, so we might as well just take this through a progression of game day. Okay. So we've done the pregame warm up mm-hmm. or stretching. Now you're getting into your warm up team stuff. Mm-hmm. What during a game you see a lot of cramping, yeah. especially football, like Friday nights. Yeah. I, I see they they're it's most popular is the in the legs more specifically the calves. Yeah, they just go over to a wall and statically mm-hmm. stretch and try to just pull that, um, cramp mm-hmm. is what they're trying to do. 
I feel like that's not helping them. Yeah. Because we say about static stretching um, does not help activate the muscle. Yeah. Well, yeah, like cramps are different. Cramps is just like a, I would say, something that you need to try to decrease beforehand. It's not an in the moment kind of thing. Like once you're cramping, you're going to, you're going to start to be cramping because you know, you're dehydrated, you're lower on electrolytes. Um, you may have not prepared necessarily the way that you should have in the off season. Um, so, it comes down to putting all those keys together. And yeah. in this case, nutrition, as far as yeah. liquids. And yeah. Having enough salts. electrolytes, you know, a lot of cramping tends to be like, people always try to like overdo it with the water when in fact they need a little bit more salt. They need some potassium. They need those, there's essential minerals that are going to keep that from happening. But, you know, in the moment, kind of stretching out that cramp is going to is gonna help, but long-term, it's not going to do much. It's going to be, you know, your preparation before uh, a match. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to cover that because yeah. seeing those people just sh- laying up against the wall or yeah. pressing up against the wall, I'm like, I don't think you're really helping yourself there. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything more for in-during game? I think cramping would be the biggest one. Yeah. I mean, like, you can... Obviously, like Gatorade and those like sports drinks are going to be very helpful during those times. You can always get like the sports chews if you're if you're not really trying to fill up on like kind of the sugar that's involved in Gatorade. So, but no, I'd say like in game, there's not much else you can do. Like you can you can do that same pregame warm up at like at halftime as well, right? Because you're kind of you're kind of sitting around. Maybe you know, ten minutes goes by before like and you're kind of lack of activity. So you know, getting a little bit of stretching, getting those muscles contracting again in a, in a good way is going to be beneficial and not doing like a, a long distance, like jog. You'll see a lot of teams kind of like jogging around. And while that does get the blood flowing, it doesn't necessarily provide athletes with the good base that they need before a game. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So now we've played the game. We've won. We've lost. Yeah. Why? Why did we lose? Uh, Our pregame warmup should have helped us. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, getting into after the game, so more, I guess you'd be on more of a personal side. It doesn't necessarily has have to happen with the coach. Um, now you're talking recovery. Yeah. So stretching is still important then. Yeah, I mean you can definitely stretch. That's that's gonna help. It's not gonna it's not gonna harm you in any way, right? Again, stretching decreases injuries if you're especially if you're cramping before. You know, stretching, foam rolling is gonna help. But you know, re- your recovery is gonna come down a lot to you know, are you sleeping? Are you sleeping well after the game? Uh, did you get in you know, a good amount of nutrition? Did you replace those electrolytes? Are you preparing for your future self for the next day, the next day of practice? Like, how are you setting yourself up for success there? And that just comes probably with, you know, carbohydrate, you know, high-dense carbohydrate dinner or like after post-meal post game, post-game meal, um, along with some protein to, you know, decrease your, your loss of lean muscle mass. And this com- we've talked about nutrition before and how this stuff uh... – is dependent on your resources you have. Like mm-hmm. it's tough to go home and, uh, or teams will go out for dinner sometimes yeah. to a pizza place because it's cheap and easy. Yeah. But that's what's readily available and it's not necessarily the best thing to have after a game. Yeah. But it's better than nothing. You know, yeah. if you just go home and eat nothing, you're just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just burn 2,000 calories, probably not 2,000 calories, but I burned a crap ton of calories and I'm not replenishing them in any way. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you? Anything on pregame, pregame warm ups? Um, I don't know. It's hard. I haven't had like, a, oh, I guess I, on my competition days, mm-hmm. I kind of, I have the same, for me, I had the same warm up that I would do in the gym every day. I, um, I do a lot of myofascial release and then I get into foam rolling. Yeah. 
uh, well, on the day of competition, I usually do like just the massage gun and stuff. Yeah, massage um, But not too close to lifting because we've talked about how that can relax your muscles mm-hmm. and then you want a little bit of tension in there. Yeah, we, we had one kid come in the other day. Um, and, and we talked to him, you know, through it and everything, but he was going to get a, a, a deep tissue massage the day before a game. Like, I don't know if you've ever had a massage, but like you were like knocked out after that. Yeah. Um, and, and the day Completely after relaxed. you're, you're sore, right? It's, it's not as always relaxing as, you know, movies and TV shows make it seem. It's good for you, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily feel the greatest. But, but the day before a, a game is definitely not when you want to do that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. funny though. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to my like setup, I will stretch my legs, actively stretch them, uh, using some bands, getting ready, really focusing on what events I have to do. So uh, typically there's a, a deadlift, uh, so that's a lot of lower body warm up. And then uh, there's a press, so I have to really warm up my shoulders and uh, my elbows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, just getting everything well oiled and ready to go. Yeah. And, you know... Um we can kind of speak on like some specifics. So like for volleyball, I told them to get some of the, the like, not like intro, but some of the less resistance, like orange bands that we have um, to keep on the sideline. That way they can do some like band pull parts, dislocators, anything to kind of keep their shoulders moving. Mm-hmm. Um, especially uh, hitting the back muscles a little bit more because in volleyball, baseball, things like that, your, your arms are, are is always going forward. So just by getting a little bit of uh, not retraction, but but like just some like uh, posterior work in your shoulders and your back is going to, you know, warm you up and, you know, keep the shoulders feeling fresh and everything like that. And there's more specifics for like other sports as well. But, you know, there, there's teams that also like lift on game day. And if you're going to lift on like a game day or something like that, focusing on power and not as much like uh, intensity is going to set you up for success as well because it's going to start to recruit a lot of the muscle fibers that you want to be active during your game, right? So a pregame lift could be anything from some med ball work, some you know overhead slams, you know, lateral throws, um, and then into some light but powerful and fast barbell movements or like a trap bar, um, but nothing that's going to necessarily like you know get you super tired. You know, not a lot of not a lot of volume, um, a little bit of intensity, but just something to really prime prime the body for competition. I know a lot of people have been doing that lately, especially at the high school level. So I, I, I'm always for it. You know, why not stress your body just one day instead of multiple days and give yourself a complete day off the next day? Yeah. So for the recovery. I think that was a quick uh, overview of game day. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Episode 10, finally in the books. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 25 minutes long, two hours worth of uh, recording. Recording, yeah. <laughs> That's disheartening. Yeah. But we did it for you. Yes. Um, this episode, maybe the last one, I don't know. We'll have a nice intro on the, on the YouTubes, the YouTubes, a nice intro, uh, that I created. It took a long time because I didn't know what I was doing, but I think it turned out pretty well. It reminds you to subscribe at the end. Watch the YouTube. Subscribe, like, and then, uh, share, enjoy. Yeah. And then enjoy the, the episode. So if you're just listening, it's the same old sound. But on YouTube, it's visually yeah, appealing. You can look at it. Yeah. It looks cool. You can hear sound or see sound. You can always hear sounds. <laughs> Hopefully. Right. Anyways, the next 10, we're looking forward to. Yeah. And then the 10 please, after that. Please send us emails please with questions. Us. Please love us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All questions are good. Um, 
we want to start doing some, I know we've talked about this in the yeah. past, but we wanted Every to get time. to episode 10 uh, before we started doing like interviews or, th- or things like that. We, we need just to schedule those. Just so you uh, don't always have to hear our voices. And hopefully things become a little bit smoother now that it's not summer. You know, we have a little bit more time to dedicate to this, uh, even if it is on, you know, like weekends. But uh, we appreciate you guys sticking along for, you know, our, our 20 to 30 minute ramblings. We like to keep them short. Interviews might get a little bit longer just because, but, um, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes. Hopefully this beautiful wall yes. will have some artwork at the end or yes. in a, the coming weeks. You have to look at the wall. Yeah. And, and hopefully better lighting. But yeah. It's a work in progress after 10 weeks. All right. Until the next one. Peace Peace out. out.